They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poorest part Bright light city life I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal baby I gotta make it I never it. took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers. It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper. Homie, I grew up in hell. A block away from heaven. That corner ain't 15 minutes and move a seven. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to or watching The Powercast. And this week, we will be recapping Power, uh, Power Book 2, Ghost, Season two, episode two, and the title the title of the episode is Selfless Acts Question Mark. So I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Rich? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? What's up indeed? And I'm also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How are you doing, Dana? I'm doing very well. Excited to be here. Good. Uh, so, so did you two have a great Thanksgiving? Because you know, I know that's that's an American thing we don't celebrate over here. But I hope you two, you know, had a, had a great holiday period no. and everything. So, no, oh, no. what happened? I was sick. I was sick the whole time. But then, like the day or two days after, no, the day after Thanksgiving, I was great. So I made I made a roll. That's it. That my oh man, okay. um, I'm sorry you wasn't feeling too good. I hope you're feeling much better now. Yeah, I'm feeling better for sure. Um, yeah, how about you, Rich? I, I and I, I also didn't do much of anything. Uh, all of the family is back in Boston, so I'll be visiting them for the holidays, Christmas time. So, yeah, I'll definitely get to do some stuff then. But I just took it easy. Uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, you, you didn't get no turkey or nothing. Oh, I did get some turkey. Yeah, I got, I got oh, some okay. food. I got, I got some food. The food was very good. Um. <laughs> But overall, I just took it easy. I didn't really do anything. I just wanted to just relax and take it easy for the entirety of the uh, break because I didn't have to work on Friday, but I do have to go back uh, Monday. So I just took it easy. Okay. Well, well, over here in London, um, we did get something to be thankful for. Uh, they they opened up the first Popeyes here, so you know, <laughs> you, you know where I'm gonna you know where I'm gonna be the next few weeks. So. <laughs> Biscuit. Yeah, I need to get me a biscuit, man. A, a real biscuit. But um, but yeah, so I hope all the listeners out there, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving and Black Friday. I hope you didn't go too crazy with the shopping and everything. Um, but yeah, it is the season for 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 uh buying and you know purchasing things. So mm-hmm. uh just you know, pace yourself out. Make sure you know you, you got everything handled. Make sure the kids got their their Christmas gifts and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, with that being said, speaking of gifts, this week this episode of Power was incredible. I loved it. Like it, it had everything I love um, about you know writing, like and you know the world of power and everything. There was a lot of exposition um, in this episode. You know, like a lot of uh, world building and storytelling elements and stuff like that. Like a lot of subtle things that they threw in. So I loved it. Um, so we're going to get straight into our takeaways and then, you know, we're going to get to our questions where we kind of break down and analyze the events of the episode. Um, and this week I'm going to Dana Abercrombie first. So 
Dana, let us know your takeaways from this episode of Power Book 2 Ghost. I'm first. All right. <laughs> so the title of this was called Selfless Acts. And of course, it's with a question mark. So we don't know whether or not it's selfish or selfish. Selfish? You, you get the point. Um, the thing also, it always seems to tie in with what Tariq is learning in his ethics class. And that is basically about... You scratch my bag, I scratch yours. So it's not about my act as being selfless. It's I do something for you, you do something for me in return. And that's essentially what we got with this episode. And also a takeaway that carried into from the previous episode about how people are now trying to break free from whatever kind of confines or Monet-ishness that is around and with this episode it was that stood out the most to me is how people are trying to break free of Monet and break free of what, what, what people expect from them and in regards to Monet which really just struck me as a big surprise she hates when her children are like let's get some education let's go to school no it shows that complete control that she wants to have over their over her kids to the point where it handicaps them and it cripples them. Diane came with a very great proposition. Allow me to go to school to get an MBA so I can learn how to do the books so we can keep and make money that we have both properly and illegally. And Monet, you would have thought she told her, you know, I killed grandma with a kitchen spoon because she went she was unable to understand, you know, an education. And I think because she couldn't control Diane and the fact that she, that you can learn from in school, that she felt that it would be a way of her breaking away from her, she went completely off the rails with that. And this is why we go back later with the episode where we see Diane and I think it was Effie or Lauren? Yeah, Effie. Effie. You know, teach me what you know. I want to go to school. I'm going to go to school secretly. That just blew me away. Something basic as wanting to get an education, you have to now secretly do it. Um, Also, with that, in terms of Zeke now knows the truth in regards to everybody is hoping for him to take this pro-athlete journey and sign up with the pros not because we think we believe in you, you have talent, but because we're you're, you're our ticket out, you're our exit plan, and not our essentially, it's Monet's. I think we're at the point where if push come to shove, Monet would abandon her kids to save herself. Um, so that was one of the things that stuck out. Also, the fact that Kane. Kane, who is now accepted back into the family, he's kind of gone off on his own little venture, and he was very smart about it by stealing from his own mother um, in order to get in with um, Dante. Uh, so that was one of the things that stuck out. And then one little tiny thing that people might have missed, Brayton is now trying to, to belong to Kappa, which is a fraternity mm-hmm. in the show, and he does not want to. And he's still stuck under his family's thumb where he has to start pledging and he does not want to. And you see that Tariq, you know, very briefly, but he kind of gave him like, you take care of the product. Everything's going to be fine. Gave him that sense of responsibility and kind of made him believe in himself, even though it backfired. But it's not technically because of him. Um, 
but you know, it's someone that's actually putting faith into him and him allowing him and allowing himself to, you know, do what he always wants to do. And remember in the last episode, he gave this whole speech about why he loves, you know, uh, being with Tariq and running drug game. It's not because he needs any money. It's giving him a sense of purpose and responsibility. So those were the main things that kind of stood out to me the most was just how raggedy Monet is. And uh, <laughs> the best way I could describe it, she's raggedy. Uh, you won't even let your kids go to school. So that sense of control, her losing that sense of control. And then of course we have the ending which is like the plot twist. They know each other and they know know each other because that whole paranoia, which makes me wonder, remember when she was paranoid from the first episode? Um, it was he like creeping in and causing kind of like something was going on and she didn't know what until she she heard the song. So, you know, that, that, that's, that's interesting. And I wonder overall how that's gonna work because you now have Kane in the mix where he's basically using Monet and Monet doesn't know that. And I wonder if her feelings for Dante might get into the mix, even though technically she's still with her husband, but she told her husband she's tired and bored of this. So I would like to see more of what happens in that. But those are the three things that stood out for me. Cool. Yeah. Great takeaways. Uh, yeah. Some of those things are, uh were also, you know, some of my favorite things about the episode also. Um, and yeah, so we'll head right over to you, uh, Richard. Uh, what, what What's your takeaways for this episode? Yes, uh, I agree. Dana had some great takeaways. Uh, I thought that this was a thoroughly enjoyable episode. Uh, a lot of, from a writing standpoint, as Gary mentioned, just a lot of tidbits of information thrown into the episode. Questions that I'm sure some people had but they elaborated on it a lot more if you was paying attention to the show. Like Dana had mentioned the stuff with uh, Lorenzo and Monet. We found out that they've been together for 22 years because they were celebrating their 20, 22nd anniversary. Uh, and of course, Monet said that she did. She wants more. She was telling him she wanted more. And we also found out that Lorenzo is going to be in there for life. Cause I don't know if that was clear uh, in the first season. I I would have to go back and see if, that was said in the first season, but I didn't know how long he was going to be in there for. Um, and then, yeah, the other quick point I will add is e even the stuff that has to do with McLean and his, his, his brother played by red man. Now we know that he's in prison for manslaughter and first degree murder. Cause they showed that quick screen of the, the mugshot. And that's what it said that he's in, that he's in jail for. So. Yeah. Uh, real quick. Uh, why, why did he have a photoshopped beard in, in those mugshots? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it looked very weird, man. It, 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 his, his head shape looked very weird. To show you that time has passed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it definitely did look weird. I, I, I agree. And yeah, probably to show time passed, like you said. Um, so I have three main takeaways from the episode. Uh, the first one is that um, yes, Kane is a master manipulator and very smart because I think when we saw this character from the first season. We knew that he was more so of a tough guy, but you question how how you know how good was he at being street smart about certain stuff. And this episode, you it shows you that he thinks beyond. Even though they didn't show him actually do this stuff, just showing the you know having him explain at the end of the episode, yeah, he was the one that switched the product to Mecca. 
it's just a brilliant, a brilliant way to phrase the character because again, the whole time this guy is talking with Tariq about how are we going to handle this situation with the murder. And yet this is the person who uses his own product from his family to get back in with his family, which that's only going when when Tariq, if Tariq ever finds that out, and I'm sure he will eventually find that out, this will create more tension between him and Kane. Because right now he's you know he's under the impression that they can work together. But again, Kane is going to have to watch Tariq, and Tariq definitely should be careful and watch out for Kane as well. But I really like Woody McClain as an actor. Again, I was wondering what he was going to bring to the table when they added him to the show, because I thought he was really good in a lot of other movies and stuff that he's been in. So yeah, he did an excellent job in this episode, definitely stood out, and it makes me curious to see what's going to happen with his character as the season progresses. So that's number one. The second takeaway of this episode is uh, Rashad Tate. I love how they have added him to this show in the role in which that he's in, because obviously what we saw last week is this whole thing about, yes, he wants to once again, get back in the governor's race, which he is going to do. But in order to get to that stage, he needs to do some other things to really raise his profile and put him in good standing. And I, we said last week, yeah, probably it's going to be a situation where he's going to have to work with Tariq. And that is essentially what is happening now, which is why, as Dana pointed out earlier, Selfless Acts, excellent title for the episode because it ties into the storyline and the way that they describe everything. But what what I also, one other point that I did want to, want to, want to mention is that, you know, with Tariq's story, and again, the fact that his grandmother got a DUI and his sister Yaz going into foster care, all of the drama with the family stuff. Now you're seeing how Tariq is going to try and get Tate's help and how Tate is going to try to get Tariq's help. But the one point that I did want to mention, which I, maybe people caught and maybe they didn't catch, is that when Tariq had that conversation about trying to get help, it was told that because he spoke to McLean, he said, you're going to have to get some type of man, some some type of person of influence. And it's funny because Rashad Tate's spinoff is called Power Influence. So again, this is an excellent storytelling to connect all that stuff together because I don't know if people knew that that's what the name of the spinoff is. So um, what, are you going to say something, Dana? Okay, no. Uh, yeah, so I, I uh, yeah, so I, uh, yeah, so I, I like that they put that in there. And again, we will see how that all comes full circle. Um, and the final takeaway I have for this episode is really about, I think that uh, Gary's uh, favorite uh, character on the show, Carrie, is on the hot seat. She's on the hot seat in more ways than one. Um, just so much drama and tension with what's happening with her now. Because obviously, yes, she has to worry about, now you have to work with Rashad Tate, who I know she does not really like at all. But then you find out in this episode that, you know, her sponsor, basically, you know, Kevin tracked down her sponsor, got all the information, and now he knows about her past with Jabari. He knows about what she's been doing with Zeke because she told him at the end of the episode. And I find that funny because I know that both of y'all said, hey, Kevin might still have a shot at, at Carrie. I don't know if that's true now. Um, we'll see. But then we also find out at the very end, McLean also had something with her as well. And they and they, they had their whole interaction and she's talking about, 
oh, I see that you don't have your wedding ring on. So, yeah, this is probably somebody he was messing around with when he was married as well. So it's it, it's it's crazy how everything is connected. And again, it puts a lot of drama on the situation. You saw that Tariq planted the phone. Well, he planted the some of the evidence in pretty much in, you know, at her desk. So I'm curious to see how, how this all comes full circle. She is going to have to rely on uh, McLean for some type of help. We saw that Zeke broke it off with her because of this whole NBA draft thing, which I'm pretty sure we can all agree that is not going to end well with this draft stuff. But um, yeah, as far as uh, how they put together the episode, very well written. It keeps you guessing as to what's going to happen. And this is exactly what I want to see in a power show. So I think that they did an excellent job with this episode. Um, and I can't wait to see what happens next week. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, yeah, I agree. Uh, they they were really uh, playing around with the writing in this episode. And, yeah, that, that influence thing, the fact that they incorporate that word specifically, like, to, to describe Tate, like, that was, you know, that was well done, stars. We know what you were doing there. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, my takeaways, are, they're, they're pretty similar to, to stuff you guys have said already. Um, so, first of all, I, I like that Diane um, Diana is showing signs of, of independence. She, she, she showed a bit of an independent streak in this episode because uh, we know that Monet is very bossy. She's very controlling of her children. But, you know, in this episode, uh, Diane kind of took some initiative and she made some some moves, you know, uh, without consulting Monet, like like, you know, deciding to go meet Tariq and, and everything. And then uh, and actually going to Effie by herself after the fact as well. And then she also like figured out that, uh, you know, Kane had something to do with, uh, you know, the 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 drugs being stepped on. So. So, yeah, I, I liked that, you know, her character was kind of coming into her, her own a little bit in this episode. And I hope that that continues and she continues to kind of rebel. We know Drew is already rebelling a little bit. Um, so, you know, it's kind of cool to see that coming from Diane as well, because she her character has been very suppressed because of Monet. So, like, just seeing her now starting to, you know, um, act on her own accord is is a great thing to see and and i hope you know that continues to develop as the episodes go on um and i think you know Tariq with this whole trying to pin the murder on carrie i think this is very unlike Tariq, and i think this is a move that is going to backfire on him because we know like obviously the, the main characters in power, we know they're bad people already because of the things they're doing. They're selling drugs. They're, you know, they're dishonest people. Uh, we know that they're not meant to be good people. But typically, um, Tariq has had kind of like a, you know, a rational side of him where, you know, he, 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 even though he might be a criminal, he think like he, he operates in a fair way. Like he has morals. He has, you know, principles and things. So trying to pin this murder on Carrie, it goes against all of that. Um, so I think this is a bad move he's making. And I think this is going to hurt him in the long run. And I think he's going to hit a wall. He's going to reach a point where, you know, um, 
he can no longer go down or he, he has to like decide if he really wants to go down this path. I think, you know, he, there's going to be various conflicting things occurring that's really going to put, you know, his willingness to do this to the test. So, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because, you know, Kerry is an innocent party. You know, she she made she made some very bad decisions. She made a lot of mistakes, but she does not deserve to, you know, be, have this murder pinned on her like that. So uh, this is going to come back to haunt Tariq, I think, in a big way. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think her, the detective, the, the guy that's investigating, uh, was it Kevin Whitman? I think yeah. his name is. Um, I think, you know, obviously he suspects Carrie heavily at the moment, but I think as he keep, continues to dig, I think eventually he might realize that, um, you know, Carrie didn't do do this. So it's just a matter of him doing some more digging to, to really uncover everything. So um, we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, a very bad move for Tariq, I think, you know, making that decision to to, to frame Carrie. Um, and I love the dynamic between Tate and Carrie. I love the fact that he's now at the school and everything. Like, I think, um, like, Rashad's character has always been, you know, entertaining to watch. So to have him now on campus and interacting with Carrie, we know right away that he was going to go after her and pr- pursue some sort of relationship, you know. Um, so, yeah, just seeing that happen is hilarious. And, and it makes me wonder if he's going to succeed in, you know, dating her or something. Um, and the, the the reason why I'm wondering that as well is because... In that scene where Zeke visited Carrie and, you know, to to essentially break up with her so he could focus on his career or whatever, it kind of seemed to me like Carrie was about to break up with him too. So what was the reason for that? Like, if that's the case, like, did, did she, did, like, is it that she just doesn't want this negativity around her? Um, or is it that she feels she has other prospects, you know, in her back pocket or something? So, you know, it kind of makes you you wonder uh, where, like, what what's going on in Carrie's mind, and um, and it, it appears on screen that she might not like Tate, but I'm wondering if she's playing hard to get or something, you know. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Dana doesn't agree, but it, it, it's just it's just you know I'm just wondering. I'm not saying for sure that's what's happening. It's just a thought, you know. Maybe maybe that's what it is. You know, you never know. So, yeah, but yeah, uh, and what's next here, Tate? Uh, oh yeah, so we we saw that uh, you know obviously Tariq is having family troubles. Uh, his grand his grandma caught a DUI, and Yaz is now in the foster foster care system, which is you know very sad. Um, so he needs help, you know, and as soon as he saw Tate, he thought, you know, why not go and ask him? But, you know, Tate is a politician, so it's never going to be straightforward. It's never going to be, you know, ask him for help and he helps you and that's it. He has to get something in return. And he asked if, you know, Tariq knows the Westerns. Now that's Braden's family, right? Mm-hmm. So... I'm wondering if Tariq is going to dish up the dirt on Brayden's family because Brayden is his best friend, his partner. So is he going to, you know, is he going to rat out his partner's family? 
And if he does, that could be potentially dangerous for him because um, we saw in this episode that that Braden actually stored the drugs, the stepped on drugs at his parents' uh, warehouse, was it, I think? Um, something like that. He, it, was, it was a premises that his parents owned um, where he, he stored the drugs. And then um, at the end of the episode, you know, Tariq got a new location thanks to Lauren, um, you know, for the drugs. But who's to say, you know, Braden is, is he's putting Braden in charge. He's trusting him. Well, there could be a situation where Braden brings the drugs back to his family's place or something, you know, um, something like that can easily happen. So if Tariq gives up dirt on the Westerns and, you know, Tate uses that information because he wants, you know, the, uh, the, what is it? Senator, mayor, Sweeney, uh, Sweeney, Sweeney, yeah, Sweeney, because he wants Sweeney to look bad, you know, um, yeah, like so that that could fall, that could hurt Tariq in that case because if they find something, you know, while they're looking into this, if they find something at Braden's family's, you know, premises or something like that, then you know that's gonna fall on Tariq too. So he needs to be very careful with the information he gives up, and then also, you know, you don't want to rat out your friend if if that's your actual friend and your partner, you know, you you don't want to rat them out. So, um. I'm wondering what Tariq is going to do in that situation. Um, obviously, Tariq, he's, he's learning to be more calculating like his father was. So maybe he has a plan of how he's going to approach that. Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, and also, um, so Kane's plan, uh, like Rich said, I, I do like how they you know made that whole thing unfold with the stepped on, the stepped on work. You know, in this episode, uh, they they executed that perfectly, you know, because um, we were all wondering, like, who did this? Like, somebody clearly must have, you know, purposely stepped on these drugs. Like, who who did it? And then, you know, it was obviously revealed to be Kane. So he orchestrated the whole thing to, you know, to create a demand within the Tahada family. So they would have to come to him to get, you know, a new a new plug, essentially. Um, so that was great how it was done and it, it really made uh, Kane's character shine a little bit because, you know, we don't always get to see him shine like he it seems like he's always on like a downslope a little bit. He's kind of, you know, sometimes he's a bit reckless and, um, you know, misguided and stuff. But, in, in, you know, this was actually a win for him in this episode. So it was cool to see that. But this thing that happened at the end where, you know, we see Monet and Mecca slash uh, Dante or whatever his name is, you know, they have a history. So, so now what that means is, you know, we could still see Mecca overstep Kane and deal with Monet directly now because they have a history. And by the way, that's another thing that I like how they set it up with the the mysterious red car playing the music and everything, mm-hmm. and then you know the the the, uh, the 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 bins. What do you guys call them over there? The dumpster or whatever we call them bins. We call them rubbish bins. But uh, yeah, like they they were like dumpster. dumpster? Okay, yeah, they were knocked over <laughs> on the side. So yeah, so. those are those are those are trash cans. Trash cans. There you go. That's yeah. what you guys call them. That's that 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 that, that was the signal. That's the signal. 
as yeah. they described. That's a signal for when they, yeah. when they was uh, pursuing when they each other at a younger age. Yeah. So I, I like how they set that up because it was very like mysterious. We were wondering, like, is this like a new plug or something? Like, what was going on here? So, so yeah, I like how they set that up. Um, and, you know, because you just see you you see these shots of Monet looking mesmerized like by the music and it's like what what's going on here like what is she, does she know something so yeah it's it's very well done but um but yeah so great episode overall i think this this is definitely one of the best uh power book 2 ghost episodes in my opinion just the way it was written um was you going to say something dana yes i forgot and no one mentioned <clears throat> And I was surprised about this, but it opened with a a dream, well, a oh, nightmare yeah. Yeah, sequence yeah. that carried throughout the episode. And re- it started with Tariq unable to still reach his mother and, yeah. and him having to, it was two things, it was him unable to reach his mother. And then we had the return of adult Canaan, played by 50 yeah. Cent, Gary, uh, Gary's father, come <laughs> in. And was like, you know, you got a man up. Basically saying you have to man up and do this on your own. But he said it more hilariously. And and so it also represented what Tariq has to go through in this season. His mom is not there for him. His dad is dead. His sister is in foster care. And grandma's a drunk. So it all relies on him. And I think that sequence was hilarious and great. And it also makes me question because they released this photo um, a while ago. It makes me question what Tariq ends up going through <laughs> where this happens. Where, you know, he that, that sense of complete loneliness and having the ghost of ghosts come and, and reach out to him and him completely being isolated, it makes me wonder what ends up happening in terms of both this whole drug situation, the case with Jabari, what is actually coming back to him. And it seems like there will be some of the ghosts that will guide him through. Because remember, we had Kanan basically saying, you know what to do, man up, and him burning the Sims card and getting rid of the phone. And that was the phone that was connected to Tasha. So he no longer has that connection anymore. And in, when he was at the bonfire, it showed Tasha's face basically mm-hmm. crying into the phone and i'm like wow that's really sad you know yeah so just like you said a perfect bookend because when it started it that we saw that reflection also in the dream mm-hmm. sequence mm-hmm. Yeah. so they yeah they did an excellent job on that but could no continue but it also makes me wonder in regards to grandma who's 62 who's basically her reasoning was very understandable she's tired Tasha had kids when she was young. She had to raise her kids. She wasn't able to live her life because she was raising Tasha. Now she has to do with what? The, the third generation women? Meaning yeah. the grandkids. And she's tired. It was supposed to be, you know, it was her time to be free and to have a break and to just go out. And everything that she's forgetting, remember she had the thing with or maybe showed signs of dementia or maybe Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just all compound stress. And maybe that's not actually the Alzheimer's and dementia or whatever it is. It's just compound stress of her dealing with everything and taking on other people's responsibilities. And now everyone's dead and how that affects her. So I thought that they did a really good, yeah. 
Oh, no, I was just going to say, I laughed when she mentioned that, the, you know, Ghost died. I don't think she cared about Ghost. We know Ghost, Ghost didn't had care money. too much. Ghost had money. Yeah, yeah he remember did have the, money. At he the end money. of the day, she figured, <laughs> remember he gave her money. Remember at the end, he gave everyone a part in the will? Yeah. And that's why my grandma was like, hey, how you doing? I'm missing. That's so sad. He's dead. So that whole part, she thought she would take that money. I'm retiring. I'm done. But then, I, yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't remember him giving her money though. I know she was he at said, that table smiling. Yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, Tommy, I, I know. I'm confusing it with Tommy's mom. Tommy's mom. Yeah, he gave her money. I don't think he gave uh, Tasha's mom anything. Well, I'm pretty sure uh, ta- Tasha would have given. Didn't Tasha didn't get like she uh, he he gave Tariq money and Tariq wanted to share that with his mom, but he can only get that after college. Right. So yeah, and, right. and, and, and after he gets a certain GPA, and he, so yeah, so yeah. right, right, right. So many shows ago, <laughs> but the point is, she thought she was going to retire. He's dead. My daughter has it. Go raise your children. But now she's in witness protection, which is also weird because what was it? Ja- Yasmin is not with her. So, um, but you don't know, remember Dre, he was able to take his kid into witness protection, but somehow Yasmin is not there, and I'm just confused about that. So, so you, you have that going on, and yep. You're, you're breaking up a little bit. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're good now. Oh, no, you're, you're okay now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. You have that going on, and you have all of these other factors that you have to look out for, and him basically having to break away and step away from the shadows or the ghostesses of uh, Christmas past. So that was just one of the, the big main things that I forgot to mention. Yeah, yeah, that was also a, a great uh, setup throughout the episode, the whole phone thing, and showing, like, because that's his final connection to his mom. Um, so yeah, I like how they did that. But what was you gonna say, Rich? Well, I just was gonna was gonna mention one final thing because I, I, before you finish your uh, takeaway and, and we go into the questions, yeah. I was going to say uh, I noticed in this episode they really paint Tariq as a selfish character, and this is the same stuff that because this this is this again this is Ghost's son. This is the same stuff that they painted of Jamie St. Patrick. Because you remember how they just, you know, with the whole thing with Effie, and they reveal that Effie is not in a relationship with Tariq anymore. And she says he's very selfish. And even when Monet warns Diana that Tariq is only out for himself, he's his own man, you know, he's not someone you should wait around for. That was a warning. So I, I didn't notice that they, yes, they paint him as someone who was only concerned about himself. And and that is something that I think we're going to see evolve as the show goes on, because I wasn't really com- convinced of that yet that he's as bad as as Ghost is. But uh, the fact that he did what you said, Gary, to try to set up Carrie, that lets you know he will do whatever he has to do to protect himself, in in in, in you know so in, in, in his interest. So that's something that I'm curious to see that how they're going to explain that as the storyline continues. But go ahead, Dana. Is is that an act of selfishness or an act of I need to get away from this situation? Because Carrie is the one who, and she's not a bad person. She's just thirsty. <laughs> she's the one who, because of her thirst, gets yeah. involved in more things. 
Yeah. And she mm-hmm. is easier to blame because of her interactions with both Jabari and her misgressions with students that Kevin now knows of. Mm-hmm. So is it more like, oh, I'm being selfish or it's a matter of convenience because you're just there? Who else is it that he can blame the murder on? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's both. It's both those things. Um, it's a little yeah. selfishness because, you know, obviously he doesn't want to he, he doesn't want to take the rap for a murder. So, of course, you know, it's it's a little selfish in that respect. But also, like you said, it's the convenience also because Carrie's got dirt on her already, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 yeah, and Kevin was the one that brought this up to Tariq. When they had his had his conversation with Tariq, he's like, what do you know about uh, her relationship with Jabari? And then he said, oh, well, that's my opportunity to say she is the one that's involved. So, yeah, it, it's an opportune, opportunist mindset as well. And him. also, Kevin seems hell-bent on pinning something on Carrie. <laughs> I don't know if this is like a past and just... quarrel, and now I got revenge on you. Can I just ask you both a question? No. Why is that character so aggressive? The knocking on the door, loud knocking on the door. Like, yeah, this is what they want to emphasize. Yes, this is the police. <laughs> the loud knocks at the door, and then he just looks so angry, like 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 he's going to threaten some, threaten somebody when he's trying to. No, you're going to answer my questions. Jabari so. with his boot. <laughs> he's not happy that he lost Carrie. I'm assuming, and now he wants to make her pay for whatever it is her involvement in all of this. <laughs> yeah and and uh, one last thing i wanted to say for my takeaways is is that i love the uh the uh the song at the end the mob deep getaway um mm-hmm. i love that song so so that was another great point and another great thumbs up for me so get, get gary yeah. what, what what about can you stand the rain you didn't, <laughs> you didn't enjoy that song we know oh. monet can't stand the rain Oh yeah, of course. That's that's a timeless, timeless classic. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Go <laughs> <laughs> go have that one. Uh, but yeah, um, that's pretty much it for the takeaways. Uh, we are going to get to our questions where we're going to do like a deeper dive into some of the, you know, some of the uh, questions that that arise after this episode. Um, but I just want to give everyone a reminder that if you're enjoying the content, please hit the like button. Uh, consider subscribing as well and hitting the bell on YouTube. Um, if you're listening, you know, on Spotify or Apple or, you know, Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts, then, you know, make sure you follow us also. Um, and yeah, and, and, and definitely leave your comments also, you know, leave your comments, whether you're on YouTube, uh, you know, if you, you want to leave a comment on the website, you can go to the coalition.com where we post all the episodes or you can hear us on Twitter or IG and you know we just uh we just started an IG account specifically for Powercast um and it's you know at Powercast show so so go check us out there also uh but yeah just just a little reminder because you know we we love our community we love chopping it up about you know all the different uh storylines and story threads and everything that happens in the power universe so uh definitely you know definitely make sure you subscribe and and follow and 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 engage with us um so let's get right into these questions because you know uh, there's some some real juicy ones here so uh the first one i'm gonna ask is um so let me see here how should i word this so 
so yeah, so this was pretty much one of my takeaways, but I want to see what you guys think of it. So, um, do you think Tariq is actually going to give Tate, you know, information about Braden's family, the Westons, you know, and the the you know the senate senator guy or whatever, you know, I don't know what the position is. What what is he? He's a congressman. Congressman, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, your your politics is very different from ours, so. <laughs> yeah so so do you think um Tariq is actually going to you know um give up information on Braden? um so i'll go to you first dana what do you think about that that was my i don't know face but um, <laughs> um story wise that would be a great um plot twist because here's the thing we we know that the Sweeney's, uh, he's after Sweeney's seat, and we do know that he is very determined. And what better way to blindside by someone by, you know, revealing everything that happens, including with the drugs and with the fact that the drugs are being stashed at their compound, wherever that compound may be, it's under their name. And we do know that there is a person who is looking to take down the Sweeney's. So it's just really convenient that they purposely, you know, talked about we had to move the stash. Oh, don't worry. It's at my parents' house. That was very important. And I think that that is something that they will come back to and that it will implicate them in some kind of big drug money laundering school thing that connects back to the school and Braden will somehow get caught up in this. Whether we or not we will learn that or whether or not Braden will learn that it comes directly from Tariq's mouth, we don't know. But I do see Braden's family being taken down. The fact they focused on, even though we're on episode two, but they focused on Braden's family this year. We know they come from money, power, then they have that kind of prestige in that uh, political miss. And it will come back to bite them. Braden, here's the other thing that we should look out for, whether or not Braden will care. Braden wants to break away from his family. Mm-hmm. And he wants to be able to do things on his own. Not sure he's able to do it with poverty, but he's still able wants to do things on his own and by himself. If it comes to a place where he is not implemented in what the downfall of his family, meaning he doesn't face any kind of charges and it comes back to him, I feel he might be okay with it. No one, you like you, he probably doesn't want to see his, his what is it, what is it, uncle go to jail or his family being dragged through the courts. And he will probably be upset and have some regret about that. But overall, I don't see this being a huge impact on him. He may look at this as an opportunity to break free. And this might be something where he views as a blessing. And while he may be angry at Tariq, I don't know if that'll be a long lasting anger. Mm, Interesting. Um, What about you, Rich? What's your thoughts on that? Those are some very good thoughts for sure. Dana, we have to give you props for that. Uh, I um I think it's going to really be a test of loyalty for these two uh, for the season because I do agree that I, I don't think Braden would 
you know, he wants to separate himself from the family. Um, what What's going to be interesting to find out is to see, because, you know, last season, you know, the, the, the relationship between uh, Tariq and Brayden was strained because of, uh, you know, Sax's niece, who was at the time his girlfriend. And we saw how Tariq dealt with that situation. So now that the family is involved, it it, it kind of, you know, raises the, the, the stakes a little bit more. Um, when they had said that they had moved the drugs, the other thing I thought about was, is that a smart decision? Because we know that Trace has an issue with drugs. We saw that last season. And I don't think that he learned his lesson from last season. I, I think that he could still be an issue because, again, this is the older brother that is, uh, you know, annoying the younger brother and all this other stuff. And you saw, like how Dana mentioned, uh, you know, earlier how Trace was in that fraternity. His brother is still commanding him, telling him, do this. You're going you're gonna to do what I say, stuff like that. So I thought that he was going to also get involved in this, and he could still get involved in it. But to answer the question, um, I think if Tariq has to work with um, Tate and get him information on Sweeney, he definitely will do whatever he has, he has to do. But here is the wild card in all of this. Carrie. Because if something happens to Carrie, and you know that Tate is interested in Carrie, that kind of complicates the situation a little bit in terms of him working with Tariq. Yes, he does want to be governor more than trying to get with Carrie. But I think that dynamic, he's probably the type of person person that's going to want everything. You know, he's going to want her and he's going to want that position. So I'm curious to see how, they, how they're going to work that out. Also, we also know that Sachs and McLean do not like Tate. And they're going to cross paths again now that Kerry is in the picture. So I'm curious to see how that storyline progresses. But to answer your original question, Gary, I, I do think that Tariq is eventually going to give up some information on Sweeney. And, and, and in my opinion, he should, since he went hunting with them on that trip and almost got shot. So in my mind, Tariq should want to try to see something happen with this guy. But we'll see how the storyline plays out. <laughs> yeah, great point. And, 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 and just to say, Tariq, not Tariq, uh, uh, the, the dude with the tape, tape, let's tape. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with his character is that he thinks he can use his, use his, his sexualness to influence or get people to be on his side and Carrie is just not feeling it in general. Mm-hmm. And and so that is also a huge roadblock there. And I think that in terms of Tate and his growth, I would like to see him try something else as opposed to trying to bet a woman to get information. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great points. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with Rich. I, I do think I think Tariq will give up some information. Now, I think he'll do it in a way where he'll kind of um, look out for for Braden. Um, he won't, you know, directly implicate him, or he won't he won't put him in a vulnerable situation. But I think um, he'll give up some information, some some important information that Tate can use. Um, in his takedown of Sweeney, um, and we we know that there's there's some kind of tension in the family already. Like Rich highlighted, the brothers they don't exactly get along all the way, 
And then, uh, you know, the, the sister, she's kind of a, she kind of has like a pessimistic outlook on the family as well, particularly, you know, the parents and everything. So I think there's some inner turmoil there within the family that, that uh, might actually, you know, end up hurting Brayden in some way. Like maybe this will become a problem for him. Like his family will create issues for him and, and it will kind of take his head out the game as far as the drugs. So then Tariq can kind of step in, give, uh, you know, give Tate some information and then, you know, um, it kind of, you know, smooths over the family situation so they can keep selling the drugs. So, you know, whether that leads to people getting locked up or having to go away or something like that, like, I think, you know, um, Tariq is going to do it in a very calculating way where it solves problems for, for him and Brayden. Uh, but we just have to see how that unfolds because it could happen in so many different ways. Uh, it just depends on, you know, what, what what's going to happen, you know, with the family and stuff like that. And and also the investigation, because that's also a big part of this too. So, um, so yeah, I guess we just have to see how that plays out. But um, I don't think, I, I think Tariq for the most part trusts Brayden. Um, so I don't think he'll, he'll do anything to directly um, impact him or hurt him in any way. So um, yeah, but I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Um, and next question I had is, uh, so do you, so do you like, cause I mentioned earlier, right. That I think, I think Tariq, um, trying to set up carry is a bad idea for him. So I want, like, I want to ask you guys, like specifically you, Rich, cause I don't know if you had the chance to comment on this, but do you see, um, Tariq trying to frame Kerry be like being being karma. Like is it is it going to end up as bad karma for him, him trying to frame her for the murder? Like do you think it's gonna come back to hurt him in the long run? Um and and how do you foresee this whole thing playing out? So go ahead, Rich, you first. Uh that's a good question. Um yeah, normally these things definitely don't play out well for the characters. The one aspect about this season that we really haven't gotten an answer on yet is what happened to Jabari's uh, stuff that he was writing, that book, where it pretty much basically mentions Tariq, but it does not mention him in name as Tariq. It's talking about his family. I kind of feel like whoever finds that book, that is the motive to say, oh, Tariq probably did have a hand in killing Jabari. So he needs to hope that that doesn't get found. It's very interesting that that hasn't popped up yet, but um, I kind of feel like that's coming. And and if and if and if it is a situation where he gets Carrie in trouble, we know that McLean will do whatever he can to represent her, because you saw when he heard that she was involved with this case, he immediately said, "Oh, oh, hey, sex, keep doing what you're doing," and then he goes to try to pursue her to talk about it. Say, "You're going to need my help." So it pits. Tariq against McLean uh, and Sax, because, you know, he already doesn't like Sax and vice versa. So um, it's, it, it, it can go in many different directions, but I, I, I think to answer your question, Gary, yes, I do believe that it will be bad karma for Tariq if he does succeed in setting her up for Jabari's murder, without 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 a question. 
Yeah. So in that in that scenario that you brought up, because that's very interesting um, with McLean, you know, because he's in an interesting spot here. So clearly he uh, he has some sort of, you know, um, loyalty or some sort of, uh, you know, uh, love or care for for Carrie. But, you know, currently he's Tariq's client uh, or Tariq is his client. Right. So. Is he going to be loyal to the the person who's paying him, or you know, this person Carrie, who he has some sort of history with? You know, who is he going to be loyal to in that situation? Like that creates a a, a big question, also. Um, and we know that McLean is a very slimy, sneaky sort of character, so is I think it's going to be very entertaining to see how he maneuvers that whole situation because. It, like at the moment, it's like a balancing act if you think about it. Because the more Carrie is the suspect, the better it is for Tariq. But then, if McLean has some sort of, you know, history with her, he doesn't want to see that happen to Carrie, right? But then, if if the suspicions are off of Carrie, that leaves Tariq vulnerable. So mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a big balancing act um, for McLean, and 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 um. We we also got to pay attention to Sachs here because when he learned about this case and he learned, you know, um, about Carrie and then Tariq, like once he heard Tariq's name in it, he he kind I think he kind of knew mentally that Tariq had something to do with it um, because he knows Tariq's history. Of, oh you yeah, know. he knows. He so knows. so um, yeah, I, I want to see how he's gonna you know act throughout this season as well. One other quick thing I want to mention, too, and then I definitely want to hear what Dana has to say. Something mm. else that was mentioned in this episode was a conversation piece between Zeke uh, and Drew. And Drew basically told oh, yeah. Zeke that Tariq is behind course correct. Now we know that Zeke is about to be questioned by Kevin in the next episode. So oh, yeah. if they find out about course correct... And Zeke slips up and said, oh, yeah, I might know who's involved with that. This is also bad for Tariq. So I kind of feel like Tariq is definitely in the vulnerable position to a degree here. It's just a question of how they're going to do it and then how you're going to do this whole thing of getting him out of trouble so that he can continue doing what he's what, what he does without getting caught by Monet, by the way. But um, that course correct thing, I thought that was a very interesting, you know, just briefly, Drew Drew makes that comment to him. He's like, oh, Tariq is behind that? Man, he's on point with that. He probably shouldn't have revealed that information. But uh, we'll see yeah. what happens with that. Yeah. Was you, you going to say something, Dana? Yeah, I think I was so. just waiting for it to be my turn. Yeah, it is Dana's turn. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's your turn. Go ahead. <laughs> what was the question? So the question is, do you think um, Tariq is going to get bad karma later on for trying to frame uh, Carrie for the murder of Jabari? I mean, he's already dealing with karma from Jabari. Not karma, but he's being haunted. I don't think so far it's going to be karma. And if it is karma, I don't think that it's going to be direct towards him, but something that affects him. Um, Right now, he's just trying to mentally deal with everything that's going on. And there is a reason as to why I feel the ghosts are visiting him. Um, so in, in, in directness with Carrie, Carrie was kind of just a teacher that really paid attention to him. And now I'm not going to say gave him an easy time, but 
tried to understand him the most. When you had another teacher like Jabari who was just trying to extort him. Uh, so I think that if, you know, Carrie ends up going to jail or is murdered behind this, it will be sad and it will be something that he will have to try to live with. But I don't see it being any form of karma where it goes directly against him in retaliation. Okay. Okay. Can I make one, one other quick comment? I I just yeah. want to say I just want to say uh, I found it very entertaining how Tariq meets up with uh, Kane afterwards and tells him I know I, I got someone who I know someone to put dependence on. And then Kane asks him who, and then he gets the text and says no. So he leaves him hanging. So Tariq is already off to a bad start with uh, how he is handling things with Kane because now Kane's going to be suspicious that he doesn't have this thing taken care of. And that's why they're going to probably, they're going to definitely have take a closer look at him in the next couple of episodes. But the thing is, I want to know is where is the end game with Kane involving Tariq? Because Mm -hmm. we knew that he was upset that Tariq basically, I don't want to say pushed him aside and now joined the family, but it was accepted into the family more than Kane. Uh, So I'm trying to figure out is he's whatever information that he's using or telling him, is he going to use it against him? And then maybe that can be some form of karma. But I can't, again, say it's directly because there are two separate acts that happen to be working at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, we, 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 we do need to see more of, you know, the the link between Tariq and Kane, more of what their, you know, new partnership entails or whatever. Um, I don't know if you can call it a partnership, but it's more of like an understanding that they have with each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, because... Because, like, if you think about it, the drugs, they're not they're not dealing with the drugs directly, you know, uh, because the drugs is going through Monet first and then going to Tariq from Monet. So it's like it's not direct in that way. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we know that Kane is aware of the murder. They they did that whole thing together. So, you know, they're linked in that way. So I guess in terms of like street dirt or whatever, they're kind of tied to one another so i, I want to know more about you know how these two are going to interact with each other as as things play out and i think we're going to see some of that next week because you know we saw the preview which we're going to talk about in a few minutes but um yeah yeah i i, I want to know more about you know what their understanding is of each other but we'll, go ahead dana you wanted to say the, something the thing is i want to know is because they're connected only because of jabari and if by framing everything on Carrie and say Carrie does take the fall for it, that means that Jabari and Tariq's relationship can now be over with. That agreement can now be over yeah. with. Mm-hmm. So they can go their own separate ways. It doesn't make any sense to me, from my understanding, for Kane or even Tariq to disrupt that agreement that they have because, you know, one. Yeah, but there also could be a bigger play here. You know, they could they could both be looking to kind of take over the whole thing, like the whole, you know, the 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 connect situation and selling the drugs. Like if they team up because because, you know, 
uh, Tariq has the distribution at the campus and Kane is, you know, he's going direct to the plug. Like, you know, he's directly tied to the plug. So if those two team up, they can cut out Monet and, you know, just they can have an empire themselves, you know. So mm-hmm. I want to see if that is the bigger play here or if, you know, if they're just kind of, you know, tolerating each other or something, you know. So then uh, you, you know. can argue whether or not Tariq still wants his connection with Monet. And in order to get yeah. further in, he ends up revealing everything about Kane. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Or, you know, maybe there's... Maybe uh, maybe the, the long-term plan is to get rid of Monet and then, you know, have those two head the family business. Uh-oh. You know, because, I mean, he has he has this sort of on-off relationship with Diane. Uh, Drew, we know Drew wants to just do his own thing anyway. Um, so no. maybe the long-term plan is to, to get rid of Mooney, you know. I think I think I think that Drew is starting to accept that he wants to get to get stay involved with this stuff because you saw Kane teaching him how to shoot it in this episode. It's kind of like yeah, he has that. veered away from the art the art stuff, even though he follows his boy Emmett on Instagram <laughs> and he got a text from him at the end, end of the episode. So he's kind of between the situation, but I think he's inching closer to the dark side now. With learning yeah, how with- to shoot and stuff like that. So with yeah. Drew, I think I think he he's kind of like dancing between the two. Like, so part of him wants to leave the life alone and get into his art, but mm-hmm. then K, I think Kane has such a big influence on him. Yeah. So it's like whenever Kane shows up, it's like okay, yeah, now now I'm back in the mix, you know. So mm-hmm. I think you know it's it's I don't know which side of of Drew is going to win the battle, but he's kind of split in two minds. But go ahead, Dana. I was going to say, at the end of the day, it could be a whole swerve, and it ends up being Zeke. <laughs> terms against Monet. Well, yeah. that, that well, needs to happen, because they, yeah. they make Zeke look like such a weak character. He's listening to Monet. Yes, she. You need to. you need to go into the draft immediately. Yes, Monet, I will do that immediately. So I mm-hmm. kind of feel like he needs to stand up for himself and do, do, do something. Uh, but we'll see how that how that plays out. He cut off his relationship with Carrie, all of that, just to make Monet happy. So that's not good. Something's going to happen with that, for sure. That relationship is going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's like yeah. I'm bored. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And if you notice, right in there, and then in the next, literally the next scene, he got what else with someone else. Oh, yeah, but that was, he, he was messing around with, with, with other women, too, earlier in the um, See, in last like- season. No one thinks about Carrie. She's just an afterthought. But 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 Carrie was someone he did pursue last season. And when he got her, now he was good. Now that he had to break that off, he's just like, all right, okay. I got to mm-hmm. move Done on. Done it over with. That's just hormones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so since, you know, we brought up Zeke, you know, um, let's make the next question about him. So we, he, he's aware of this tremendous pressure on him now. To, to make the draft and, and get drafted to a team. And then Drew told him that, um, you know, Monet is planning to, you know, basically skip to whatever town he gets drafted to, you know, whichever city or whatever. So Zeke is now aware of, you know, this tremendous pressure that's put on him and the fact that Monet and her whole family sustainability is, is based on him. So, 
what what do you guys think is going to happen with Zeke? You know, with all this weight on his shoulders in this season, you know, he's caught up. You know, he's caught up in the carry situation, and 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 then also now he's kind of being pressured into the, this pro basketball career um, to support, you know, the Tahada family. So um, how do you see this whole thing playing out with Zeke, you know, in, in the coming uh, episodes and everything? So I'll go to you first, Dana. Any thoughts on that? Well, first of all, we don't know how great Zeke is, and Zeke has not been playing well. So just because you're declaring I'm going pro does not mean that you will go pro. So you can have that be one of the things because of the pressure and mounting, maybe he might off himself. Who knows? Too much pressure, you can't escape. Now you got the whole family and he knows that the whole family is now thinking of him as a meal ticket. Mm-hmm. So that could be another part of the pressure too. Um, or he could just end up excelling because of the pressure and and everything works out on that end. But I think in terms of story writing, I want him to fail in terms of trying to get into the pros because that would make it more compelling. Where else is Monique going to hitch her ride to if she does not have Zeke right there, you know, with the Lakers or the Mets or whatever teams you play? Um, I think that I would, I would prefer for him not to be, get drafted at all and to probably have to pick out his life from there i wonder if he doesn't get drafted if monet will turn on him and will do him like he did kane and kick him out of the family and then you know the other kids have to step up and play something near or maybe they all revolt against her but i think in terms of storylines and where we could take it it would be much better if he cannot overcome the pressures. So that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I was gonna say something I I completely forgot. So go ahead go ahead Rich. Any thoughts on, on that? Yeah, uh it's not going to in it's not gonna work out the way that uh Monet is thinking. I find it very interesting how in this episode, you know we had the whole scene where they go back to the bar where they had the shooting and she's telling this guy, oh yeah, we need you to fix up the place. So she's already thinking that this is going to work and she's trying to basically invest in all this other stuff to assure that it works. Putting yourself into some type of debt because you think, oh, everything is going to work out perfectly. And then when when Diana approaches her about saying that I want to go to school for accounting and I will be a great backup plan, she shoots that down again because she just feels like everything is going to work out. By the way, one little side note I want to mention, and I don't know if if y'all thought about this or even some of the people listening to the show thought about this. Could it be that that uh, Monet is also turning down the idea of her kids wanting to get an education because maybe that's something that she gave up when she decided to have the kids at an earlier age. She basically she couldn't she didn't she couldn't go to college and stuff like that. Have y'all mm-hmm. ever thought about that as a possibility? I think it's more of an insecurity issue. She does not want her children to be smarter than her, and she does not yeah. want their, <laughs> her children to be dependent. Because this goes back from the first season. Remember, I'm like, oh, are they adopted? Are they hiding? What is this? She won't let them breathe. Remember the whole thing with the burner phone, and we have to share the phone and all that weirdness. 
Mm-hmm. It's it, She has this thing. I don't know what happened to her in the past. Maybe they will go deep into that. But she has this thing where no one can be better than her. No one can be smarter than her. And no one can say no to her. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, you, you, you had something to say about it, Gary? No, I was just going to say, I, I think they really need to dive into some more i mean they did it a little bit now but um they need to dive more in into monet's past to show why she acts these ways because it's, it's very questionable very suspect behavior you know the fact that diane shows interest in going to school and she just shuts it down immediately and stuff like that like you know um it's like why what made her act like this you know so and, you know, and I, also oh no go, go ahead i'll go after oh. you I just want to say in terms of also that would bring in more money for the family by mm-hmm. later on with the NBA, not right now, obviously, but later on mm-hmm. with the NBA. And it's just really, it's like you were saying before, it's just really weird that overall she's saying how she can help to elevate things. And it's like, no, don't, I'm surprised they graduated any from high school to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the quick point I want to add to that is um, I think that they will go into the backstory a little bit now because you know that she has a history with Mecca. And the question that I had when they had that interaction is why didn't she end up with him instead of Lorenzo? So I kind of feel mm-hmm. like they need to elaborate on that. And we'll probably get an elaboration on that as it continues on. Um but I mean, yeah, that's to be determined. But to get back to what you say, Gary, about about Zeke, um, it's not going to work out as planned. Um, and it's just a lot of things that he can, a lot of bad decisions he can make along the along the lines. Like you saw, the the end of this episode, he was sleeping around with this with this girl, and she was taking pictures of him as the police, you know, you know, the guy Kevin was asking him to come out for questioning. Is that photo going to be used later for something? I mean. That's to be determined. Will that will something end up happening with this with this woman he was sleeping with? Will she end up pregnant? I mean, it, there's a lot of different things that could happen, you know. But I'm just telling you now, the NBA thing. I agree with Dana 100. percent He needs to fail at getting it drafted altogether. But I but how they do it, that's what I want to see how they tell that story because we've seen a lot of stories in the actual world of the NBA players, people who get drafted successfully, you know where you see they always get drafted. I have rarely seen a story where somebody doesn't get drafted and and, and, and a lot of bad things happen along those lines. So we'll see how they, how, how they decide to tell that story. Yeah, we'll see. But, um, you know, speaking of Monet, so uh, a thought occurred to me as you guys were talking. That's kind of why I uh, lost my trade of thought with, the, with what I was going to say before, because I was you know, something you guys said made me remember a certain scene in this episode. Um, so when, you know, when Diane presents the stepped on drugs to, uh, you know, to Monet and, you know, she, she tries it, she sees that sugar, you know, later on she uses it to make a cake and everything. Um, but, you know, she didn't flip out like she usually would, you know, usually in these situations, she would be like, you know, real furious almost. Um, now, part of that could be, you know, because her her mind just isn't in the game anymore and she she's putting all her hopes on Zeke. You know, that could be part of it. But also, you know, 
this grand plan with Kane, did she? Did you think she worked it out? She figured out that it was Kane all along, because, because you know, follow me here. So throughout the episode, she sees this red car playing this music. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds her of her past. She sees it again and again. She continues to hear the music, um, and you know, it brings her mind back to you know she she must have been thinking about Mecca, I guess. So. The fact that, you know, her mind was in that zone. Did she already suspect that he was, you know, playing, playing a game with her? Um, And if she suspected that Mecca was playing a game with her, did she suspect that he must have had something to do with the work or, or Kane had something to do with it and that they might be working together since, you know, Kane was around in the last episode, you know, he, he turned up at the house you know, and everything. So maybe her mind, you know, maybe she figured it out. Um, that's just a thought, you know, it's just a theory I had while you, were, you guys were talking because it made me remember that scene. And it was like, why didn't she flip out in that moment? You know, but well, do, you yeah. have any, do you have any thoughts on that? That's a, that's a good question to ask. Uh, I'll mm. be very curious to know what everyone thinks about that particular question, what their answer is. Um it's hard to tell for me because when she had the conversation with Mecca, it was, it was like 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 she she mentioned that she had mentioned the signs that he was around. So it's very possible to believe that he was the new connector. He's the one that's been working with Kane. I don't know if she figured out that Kane was the one that had stole the product and, and made these changes. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But if she is, if she has figured it out, obviously she is doing a very good job right now of playing dumb you know, having everything play out the way that Kane wanted it to play out. And he's back in the house with her, all this other stuff. So I'm curious to see that, but, but the the quick, the quick point that I wanted to also make, because you bringing up that scene reminded me of something else is that when you said that she didn't overreact to the drugs, not being the real product, but yet Diana told Tariq the exact opposite. So it's kind of like Diana is trying to use this as leverage on Tariq in some way, making him feel like, oh, now you owe me because I got in trouble because of you. So I'm very curious to see what is the strategy of all of that as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, Power is definitely the right name for this show because, like, it's it's really a game of, like, who's in power, you know, who who has the power in, in all these situations, like, it's uh it's crazy. Uh it's it's a great title for the show. But um yeah, uh we've lost Dana here. She's having some technical difficulties, but she'll be back, I'm sure. Yeah. Um so you know, the last question is kind of related to to that one and it's just, you know, what like cuz in power nothing happens for for no reason. Like if 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 there's a scene, you can bet it's leading to something. Like, you know, they don't just put things in there for no reason. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the question I wanted to ask is, you know, what is going to come from the fact that we now know that, you know, Monet and Mecca have a history, you know, what, what's going to come of this? Um, so Dana, Dana, are you back? You good? No. Kane, 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 Kane is back. <laughs> can you, can you hear me Yes. We hear you, but yeah, we hear you. Sorry. So, um, what was I, I just got back. What did I miss? What was the question? Okay, so the question, 
at the mo oh you got a bit of an echo there. Oh dear. You got sorry. You got your headphones? Yep, is it is it better now? Yeah, yeah, that's way better. So okay. the question okay. is sorry. um basically what do you think is gonna come from the fact that, you know, uh Monet and Mecca know each other because nothing in power happens for no reason. So, you know, we, we were showing this whole build up to that final scene where the two of them kind of unite and we, we find out that they have a history. So what do you think is going to come from this? Like, are, are, are those two going to conspire against Kane or, you know, are they just going to form a relationship and it's going to be a happy family? Like, what would you foresee happening with that? Okay. So what we do know is that she has told her husband or the, that she's the guy she's currently married to that she is tired. Basically that she is tired of this routine, this 22 years of marriage. It's not going anywhere. He's stuck in there for life. And you see that she's kind of struggling because you had earlier in the episode, she explained that, you know, for 22 years, we held each other down no matter what. And he helped her as well. But going back to the whole quit, Quo Pearl thing, scratch my back, I scratch yours. He's not able to scratch her back anymore. He's in jail. So while they can have those nice little conjugal visits and meet every once a year, I'm not even sure how long they meet. That's really great and fine, but that is not fulfilling and that's not successful. And then here comes Dante. And you had the whole thing with her swooning over the can you fall? I forgot the name of the music with Rain, but she was falling over in love with Rain and she was you looked at the garbage cans and we know that that was a sign for you know i'm right outside your window and then you could come and sneak out like and they knew each other since they were kids they explained that i feel that this is an opportunity where you may love someone greatly and appreciate them for all but you need to, to make something with your life and right now monet is in a state of boredom which you can also explain why she was so detached when she found out that cocaine was really just powdered sugar and she was just baking with it later on. That's, that was a really great thing. But I think that Lorenz, not Lorenz, sorry, that Dante, he is going to stay in this picture and they may end up rekindling their relationship in terms of how that influences the business my thing is she doesn't know that that is the connect her son Kane is dealing with and I want to know what the fallout is between that because he, looking at it from her perspective oh this man finally came back into my life you know you, please God help me I'm bored in my marriage or whatever it is state that it is I'm bored in you see him yay God blessed me but also is this just too convenient and this makes me wonder what Monet is going to do when she learns out how he's fully involved with everything and how that can either make her more cold-blooded or that can somehow i'm not want to say make her softer or make her her more make her her wall go down a little bit more and her really wanting to have that exit plan and then this also goes back to what's going to happen with zeke because her exit plan is zeke and the fact that she is whatever she is trying to do now and involved of that new connect how that is going to backfire and how if zeke doesn't move the way that Monet wants to, how she will probably retaliate against Zeke. I don't know. It's funny. 
<laughs> it's so funny, Rich. Yeah. You, you got a comment I, I, on that? I, I agree because I, I just anytime you mention Zeke, I, I, I think about the way they stay have him in these different shots. He just looks goofy every time. You know, something important is happening in the scene. So yeah, that's why I was laughing. I was thinking about that. Right. Yeah. So um, same question to you, Rich. You know? So yeah, that was so that, that, that's something uh, that can come into play. Is there a delay here or something? Testing, testing. No, not right now. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so so Rich, uh, same question to you. Like, what do you think is going to come of, uh, you know, this uh, uniting of Monet and uh, Mecca? You know, because of course, you know, at the end, uh, Monet, she made it seem like she's not really interested in pursuing anything, but things don't happen in the show, you know, uh, for no reason. So... Yeah. There's going to be something that comes from this. So what would you think that's going to be? I would say, given from the way that that scene was shot alone, they have big plans for that. Right in front of Junior's, was it the restaurant? They have cheesecake there, too. Dana would know better. She's in New York. But that was just a great scene, like an epic scene to have these two characters come together. But that was just so, a great scene. Yeah, like they have they have big plans for that. These two sure. Yeah. Yes, they have, they have oh, we got an echo here. And they had them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, was that it, Rich? Oh no, no. Uh, yeah. Get... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I was gonna say, um, how it comes together. Um. Yeah, I, I agree with what Dana said. Uh, I don't know if she knows that Mecca is the is the connect yet. She's calling okay. him Dante. Uh, yeah, but obviously he's known as Mecca. She did not mention Mecca at all in that conversation, yeah. so that could be something that is revealed later. And and how that comes together is is going to be very interesting. Um, yeah, I I, I would say yeah, it, 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 like you mentioned earlier, Gary. Um, is it going to be a situation where you know Kanan and Tariq are the ones that? they can end up working together and cutting out Monet and, and Mecca. It will, or, I mean, is Mecca going to overstep Kane? All of that can happen. Um, so I kind of feel like they can go in a lot of different directions. Um, but I do, I do think, yeah, like you said, that scene was brought together for a reason. Um, and I think that they will be able to coexist and work together. But the question is, I feel it stems from a lot of their background because they still have, so many questions that they must answer about why didn't these two end up together? You know, what, what was the conflict with that? Because even when they had the conversation, she's like, Oh, I didn't think I would ever see you again. So what happened between those two to make them not be together now? That's, these are questions they have to answer. So I'm assuming we are going to get those answers, but um, I look forward to seeing what, how, what happens with that relationship as it blossoms. But yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait until next week to get uh, more of a definitive answer on that particular theory. Yeah, you're, you're right. We do need a lot more context here because, you know, we don't know how much uh, Monet knows about Mecca and, you know, what he's currently doing and everything. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot of context we don't have. Um, so we, we can only, you know, make assumptions, but yeah, it is, seems interesting. Like, you know, all, all the different links and the threads in the, in this show right now is like, 
it's very interesting because you have the you have the Davis McLean now. You know, he has ties to carry, you know, so it's like all these links, all these relationships, like it's it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I, I don't even know how the writers keep track of all this stuff. Like that's it's a lot. So yeah, uh, it's gonna be very juicy. But you know, um we got the chance to see the 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 uh teaser for the next episode. So I wanted to ask you guys if there's anything that stood out to you um in that teaser. You know, for me. Um, obviously, we see a lot of Tariq and Kane in there. So, you know, like I said earlier, I'm interested to see how this alliance between those two is going to unfold and, you know, what kind of agreement they have. Uh, because, of course, you know, you have the scene with Monet, Kane and Tariq and Monet is unaware of, you know, what happened between Tariq and Kane, you know, uh, regarding Jabari. So, um, they have to kind of play play a role in, in that scene. Um, but I want to know what kind of conversation they have after that, you know, um, in private or whatever. So it's going to be very, very interesting, you know, to see that, you know, alliance play out in that next episode. Um, and then, you know, we see um, that, you know, Tariq is, is talking to Tay again. And then uh, it looks like the investigation might lead directly to Tariq also. So it's going to be interesting. But Rich, what, what stood out to you? Like, what, which things stood out to you in, in that in that promo for next week's episode? And what insight does that give, you know, for what might happen? I think the biggest takeaway from, the, from that uh, preview is that Mecca is now has his eye on Tariq. And, and, and we know that, you know, obviously... I think that Kane basically feels as though he is in a position of power now. He has the connect. He has Mecca. You see that Monet lets him back into the family, and she tells Tariq in that same promo, whatever's going on between the both of you, you need to squash it. So Kane obviously is in a much better position of power now. You know, I, you, I know you mentioned earlier, Gary, that it felt as though uh, Kane got pushed out. I think you and Dana mentioned felt as though Kane got pushed out when Tariq stepped in. So now he has that position back again. Um, so I think um, that is what stands out most because now that Mecca is involved in spying on Tariq, sooner or later Tariq is going to notice who is this guy that's spying after me and how that situation escalates is is interesting because it's just, it's just a very, it's, it's, it's hard to describe because I would imagine that based on the street smarts and the ability to, you know, protect themselves. I can, I can see down the road, Mecca may, 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 may test both, may, may also test Tariq. And if Tariq is better at doing this test than Kane, Kane did again, that puts these two pits, these two right against each other. Uh, so it can go in a lot of different directions, but overall, I will just say, yeah, next week looks very interesting, very explosive. The investigation will continue, and um, I'm curious to see what happens for sure. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, the mecha stuff, I, I really, I really want to know what's going to happen when he starts digging into, you know, Tariq and everything, because that could be uh, very interesting. But uh, what about you, Dana? Uh, was there anything in the trailer that stood out to you or that's making you, you know, anticipate the next episode? I really liked Richard's breakdown 
in terms of how Mecca could um, end up affecting uh, uh, Tariq. I thought that was really great because remember, as you brought up, he was testing Cain throughout the whole episode, um, especially when it came to the part of be aware of your surroundings. And he broke that hand in, that hand in like 80 different places. So I thought that was just a really interesting moment. And I wonder, here's the thing, from my understanding, I don't know, I could be wrong. Does Mecca know that Cain is Monique's son? And if so, how does that impact everything that Mecca and Cain have been through. Will he drop Cain because of his involvement with Monet? Will he now look at Tariq? We do know that for, from Monique's standpoint, uh, Monet is completely, not Monet, we know from Mo Monet's standpoint that Tariq is completely off limits. So I wonder, does that also mean Mecca as well? So that's that's just one of the things that really kind of stuck out, stood up, stood out to me. Uh, so we do it continues with the relationship between Kane and Tariq. Uh, they have more conversations on that. What is it? The rooftop? Always oh, at one rooftop. But I, I do wonder how that will come into play as well. And then Carrie, maybe they'll just kill her off. <laughs> um, Rich. Uh Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, when last week in the first episode, uh, when Kane is talking to Mecca for the first time, did, did they reference his dad in that conversation? I could have swore. I, I could have swore he did. So he, he so, probably knows. Okay. He, he probably knows. But here's something okay. that we didn't really discuss. Hmm. Could it be that Mecca might have, in in the past, had some interaction with Tommy or Ghost? Because if he finds mm. out that Tariq, oh, that's his son, and he had beef with either one of them in the past, that's also a problem for Tariq. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that, that's another thing we're forgetting here, because Tommy, Ghost, and Kanan were yep. like three pretty big you know, people coming from Queens. So it, it's entirely possible that somebody knows these people, you know, and mm. Um, you know, if if they know Tariq is the son of Ghost, then you know that could lead to uh, a lot of things. Like you know, uh, Tariq could even inherit some of uh, Ghost's old beefs or something. You know, so <laughs> yeah. So you never know. So yeah. that would be interesting. Yeah. A bit mean, but interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Overall, it looks like it's going to be a. a uh, interesting episode three and you know after episode two i think we're in for a treat this season like it's it's definitely getting better and better so gotta give the the, the team props you know um they were, they were like last week i was there were parts where i was thinking you know th this is like a real baby version of power but you know this episode in particular it kind of put it back into you know a positive light for me um this was you know it was it was sort of like the writing and we the the level of writing we saw in Raising Canaan. So, you know, I think they did a great job. So I'm looking forward to see where they go from here. But before we end off, um, was there anything else at all you guys wanted to bring up um that we didn't already cover in this episode? You know, anything we might have missed at all? 
Dana, Rich, no. Go Thinking. Ahead. Go ahead, Rich. I see Rich unmuted. Oh no, I I, I just was gonna say I, I think I think we did cover every everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of anything else that we didn't cover. Uh, I just wanted to agree. Yeah, it was a very good episode, and I look forward mm-hmm. to seeing how the storyline progresses uh, next week. Mm-hmm. That and, and Lauren's too clingy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she she, she um, was right though. Like whenever whenever uh Tariq and Lauren are in a scene together, he always gets distracted. He always ends up leaving or something, you know. So she she's she's got a point. But they're young. And but Diana yeah. Diana interrupted that conversation. Uh, <laughs> that's what I also find interesting. Yeah, like and yeah, I kind of go back on back and forth on who Tariq has the most chemistry with out of those two. Um, in this episode, it seemed like Diane, but um, you know it, it goes back and forth, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's that that's another interesting element that you know we 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 don't always talk about the the romantic side, you know, Tariq's, uh, you know, his his love life. Um, so I, I don't know what direction that's going in, but yeah. Oh, uh, one thing also I wanted to bring up is it was great to see Effie back too, you know, um, and. I'm wondering if if now Diane has a, a new friendship, you know, with Effie now because we see that she went to go and see Effie of her own accord. So mm-hmm. is this going to be a long term friendship between the two? So I'm wondering where that's going to go next. Mm-hmm. And also um, um, to point out, never eat Monet's cooking because it might be laced with cocaine. Questionable. Yeah, you never know. Uh, uh, but yeah, so that's pretty much it for this week. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed, you know, all of the discussion. If you've got any thoughts, drop them in the comments for sure. Um, you can also hear us on social media and everything. Um, and, you know, like I said before, don't forget to like and subscribe, you know, if you like the content, you know, or follow us on, uh, you know, the podcast platforms if you're listening over there. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. We're going to get to our shout outs now before we end off. So Dana, you got any shout outs? Shout outs to everyone who's watching and listening. Cool. Cool. Short and, you know, straight into the point (laughs) and everything. So that's cool. How about you, Richard? Shout out to you and Dana. Always a fun conversation. And of course, all the power fans out there. Uh, thank you for the continued support. Please feel free to let us know your thoughts on the episode uh, in the comment section. And we look forward to talking about episode three next week. For sure. Yeah, big shouts to, you know, all the people who uh, who comment, you know, and let us know what you think of the show. Give us, you know, feedback and everything. Big shouts to all of you. Um, you know, and I want to give a, a special shout out to Robert Silver. Um, and, you know, he has a podcast called Legend of Sports. So, you know, you can check that out on Apple, you know, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that stuff. So, you know, big shouts to him. He's a longtime supporter of, of the podcast. And, you know, he's always giving us his feedback and interacting with us, you know, to the point where we, we even talk about other topics. So, yeah. Um, the community that we have here is 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 amazing. We you know we we really love all of you guys. So, um, and we love when you know the 
the the old faces that used to listen from from original power when they come back and grace us with a comment like that's always nice to see also so uh yeah big shouts to to all of you um and i want to give an additional shout out to the team at the coalition.com you know we have a, a a very talented team of writers um on the site and everything you know we've been quoted in many different places you know most recently on a commercial that was on what, what was it espn or something like that uh um, yeah for, so, the, for the for the new world uh, video game yeah so yeah we we got some real talented writers at the site and you know um there's a lot of different content for you guys to to go check out you know if you're into hawkeye the new tv show you know, if you're into wrestling, if you're into The Walking Dead, you know, we, we also do shows covering these different things also. So definitely go check out the channel and the website, thecoalition.com. That's Coalition with a K. Um, and that's pretty much it for this episode of The Powercast. We will return next week to cover episode three. Um, so thank you for listening, everyone, and have a great week. Peace out. Peace.